I'm a rebel from way back. <laughs> I will rebel against so many things. And not so much outwardly. If you were to know me from childhood, you would say, well, she's pretty passive and she seems to follow along with what's supposed to be. And outwardly, I have. But internally, with ideas, with thoughts, with everything that I'm told to do or told to feel or told to believe, so much so to the point that I rebel even against myself. I resist. Life comes in cycles. It moves and it goes and it flows. And I've talked about flow, and I will again some more, but it relates to this particular conversation. Things are born, and they grow, and they flourish, and eventually they fade away, and they pass on. See, life is not quite that simple. Although things exist within that those cycles that we can see, and it's important for us to see them, to acknowledge them, everything is existing simultaneously in a flow in which it is all about our perception. We see it, we perceive it as being born and living and dying and being gone. But it lives and it lives, and it lives, and it lives. See, this notion of creation and destruction, it is flowing like you, like everything. The energy changes form, moves from one thing to another. Now, the science doesn't entirely acknowledge this yet, because it doesn't completely know yet. And I'm not here to argue with science. I believe in science. I believe more than one thing can be true at the same time. And that science is a process of discovery. And that we learn and we grow through it. Our knowledge expands. Our understanding expands. And therefore, we have more of an ability to understand the universe and the world we live in and ourselves. But even that, it's a process so people talk about a lot the idea of letting go of that which is done, of which is gone, letting it go. I hear this all the time. You have to let something go to make room for something else. As if we are finite. As if our experiences are finite. As if our capacity to exist in this world or in the greater oneness is finite. There's only so much room you cannot take on anymore. But see, we are not. We are expansive. And what really happens is that we constrain ourselves so that we cannot further expand. We hold ourselves down. We tighten up everything around us. Much like the fascia in the body, the sheath that goes around all of us and we get tight in that because we don't want to be flexible. We hurt because of it. And letting go, this term, is inaccurate. It's, if anything, if you're letting go of anything, you're letting go of your grip, your hold, <laughs> your hold on 
on trying to control life. Things do come into your life and then they move out of your life. But in my experience, things come and they go and they come back and they may go again and they come back again. Sometimes they teach us different things. Sometimes they are simply there to be joyous, to give us even more expansion. And it is the expansion that we need. Growth, the evolution of ourselves. Are you willing and able to evolve? Now me, I have always been a deep diver. I dig and I dig like an archaeologist in my own life, and my own experience. I want to examine every grain of sand that exists within every experience, every moment, sometimes to my detriment, but it has also been a beautiful thing. That's an important point right there, and I will address that further later, but the important point is sometimes our greatest blessings in life are also our greatest curses. For me, my my rebellion is both a blessing and a curse. It is a blessing because it causes me to question, to look further, and it is a curse because sometimes I limit myself. I destroy my own well-being because I'm rebelling against what I know to be best for me. And it is also my blessing and my curse that I dig so deeply into myself, into everything, over and over and over and over and over again. And that's beautiful because what happens is then I learn so much about me from it. I take these things as being meaningful. And I believe that any moment in the day, in the life of any person, can have meaning, can be meaningful. If you stop and you look at it, it has purpose for being there. It is not accidental. But if I were to stop and look at every moment of every day, I would never live. I would never grow. I would never expand. See, I've inhibited my own flow in my life because I try to control everything. I try to go, wait, hold on. I'm not done looking at it yet. I'm still trying to figure it out. And so I tighten everything up and I refuse to expand. And so this expansion is what we're in, we're inhibiting. We don't have to let things go. Not entirely. That's not what it is. The process of losing something is much like grief. When you lose a person, the feeling is very, very similar. When someone dies who you love, there is that process, and many people have spoken on this. There are experts in that field. I am not an expert, although I've been through it myself in multiple ways, and I understand that it goes, what happens is that there are, there are different emotional processes you go through, denial, and uh, anger, and guilt, and acceptance, and on and on. And these things do not travel in a straight line. And if you lose something important to you in your life, some part of your life that goes away, a relationship, friends, job, whatever, something that just moves beyond. Even if you were the one who chose to leave, and then you look back and you say, but wait, now what? I left, but now what? And then you flounder. 
and you question and you say to yourself, well, what, what, did I do the right thing? So you pl place yourself on hold because you're afraid of what will come into play. We've, we've lived our lives through this fear that moving beyond something might mean something else that's not so good. And that really what matters there is what you believe is going to come. You believe. The thing is, the thing that you left, the thing that is gone, you don't have to never revisit it. It doesn't have to be gone forever. I've had relationships. I had a relationship uh, when I was very young, like a late teenager, early 20s, with someone who taught me a lot of things. He and I went our separate ways. Uh, he got married. I got married. And then we sort of reconnected as friends uh, many years later. And now we talk fairly regularly because he's going through a difficult time in his life. And I had been going through my own challenges and we just started talking again. And it is quite a beautiful thing. Very refreshing in a way. It brings healing. Now, if I had said, I never want to be able to speak to this person again, you know, because there were things from the past, hurts and whatnot, that I could have held on to. But we had resolved a lot of that in the past. And, and also, I just chose not to. So the point is that you let life weave its way. Sometimes, even when you know you need to let go, let go. <laughs> you haven't even using the words, <laughs> even though I dislike them, but people use them all the time. So in reference to that idea, say that there's a situation in your life that you know it would be better for you if you leave that situation. So you step away and then you feel afraid. You feel nervous. Am I making the right choice? You don't know what will come next. So you step back in Maybe it's okay a little bit. Pretty soon you realize no. Now I'm not talking about situations you might be in that are quite harmful to you. If you're in a harmful situation, please do your best to leave that situation as quickly as you can. And if you need help, then reach out and find help. But I'm talking about things that we just know are not good for us anymore. They don't fit us. They're, we have we have grown, or we have changed, and the circumstances we've been in, they haven't changed with us. So we weave our way in and out, in and out, thinking perhaps I'm leaving, but maybe I'm not quite ready yet. That's okay. I'm here to tell you that your process, whatever it is, is okay. There are some people in this world who can just cut things off and be done with it. And it's okay for them to do that as well. If that is their choice, if that's what works best for them. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I see the most criticism, the most, <laughs> the most chastising kind of attitude comes at those who have a difficult time, quote-unquote, letting go. And to that I say... Turn your nose up at it and turn away and say, my process is my process and it is okay. It is okay. And I don't really need to let go of it anyway. 
I'm not preventing something else from coming in because I'm not letting go of that. If I'm preventing myself from letting something else come in, it is because I'm holding tight to where I am because I won't let go of control. I don't want to expand. I don't want to grow. I fear that this change will shake things up for me and make my life more difficult or make it in a way that I don't like. The interesting thing about that is that the more you practice being in your flow, your flow, you allow yourself to expand. You allow yourself to to weave in and out of things and not feel like you have to cut them off entirely. But you can if you choose, or you you can move through life in your way. Then if you move into a scenario where you don't enjoy that scenario, then you can move out of that scenario more freely, more readily. It's harder to do that when you sit in your comfort zone and you control where you are and you say, I don't want to leave this comfort zone. And our comfort zone falls strongly into play with fighting to hold our values dear to us, which are incredibly important, and I find them to be the foundation for our lives. But sometimes we cling to them. For instance, money, financial stability. So you have a job that you work at, you've been at for several years, and you are entirely miserable at that job. It doesn't even necessarily pay you well enough or what you feel like you could be worth, or maybe that you are and you don't know. But you've been there a long time. You know the circumstances. You know your pain there. And you deal with it. Because it's comfortable. And there's stability and security in it. And the idea of moving into something else is frightening. Because you don't know. Will I have the same stability? Will I have the same security? Sure, life is risky. It is risky. We have been taught to chase the dream. To be rich. You must have this, and you must have that. But why do we really feel that? Why do we really need that? We do need the money to eat, to have a roof over our heads, to provide for our needs, but also it's good to have some money to be able to do the things in life that bring you joy. Money is a tool. Money is simply a tool. It's like a screwdriver. Other than that, it's nothing. It only has value because we give it value. But we refuse to allow ourselves to grow beyond, to have more, to do more, because we like our comfort zone and we sit in it and we just, you know, surround ourselves. So how do we expand? One little bit at a time. Just do something slightly different one day than you did it the day before. It's not even really a matter of having to take some drastic measure. It's about just doing something new. For instance, you drive one way all the time to get somewhere. Drive someplace new, some other direction. You have a place you go regularly to hang out. You go there all the time. Go somewhere new. You have a restaurant you like to go to all the time. Go somewhere different. Normally, you don't talk to people when you're out and about. Say hello to a stranger. 
it's just like anything bettering your life and you want to change the patterns of your life you want to change any of that that's one little step at a time it doesn't have to be all overnight but how we expand is by allowing ourselves to grow learn something new try something different create that's another way practice creation creation is the act of expansion creation just expands the universe is expanding that means the oneness that is all things is constantly expanding. The real reason we have population growth is because the universe, the wholeness, the oneness, the consciousness, that which is God or love or whatever you wish to call it, is in a state of expansion. It's expanding. It's evolving. We are evolving. So let yourself evolve. Understand and see that see that in order to evolve, you don't have to lose anything. I hear other, pe I hear people talk about all the time that sometimes you have to leave some people behind to make room for new things. No, you don't. No, you don't. You leave people behind when it's time for them to go, when you know it, or they know it, and it doesn't mean they're gone forever. They could come back, because I've had that happen many times. It's up to you. It's up to you. I have a good friend uh, also that I, I knew back when I was about 18, and uh, I was fr good friends with this uh, gentleman, and I lost track of him for 25 years entirely. Could not find him. Looked all over the internet, everywhere. Could not find him. Didn't know where he went. Didn't know where he was. Didn't know how to get a hold of him, but I thought of him many times. And I thought, we were such good friends, and we had such great conversations. Then last year, I was talking to another friend who knew this person, and she found him for me and connected us, and now we speak almost every week. We have a regularly scheduled phone call. And he's married and has children, and I, I had the opportunity last year to meet his family. We live in different states, but it was so great, it, and it's the same. The conversations are beautiful because we can talk about anything. I can talk to him about any of these things. He can talk to me about any of his things that he wants to think about. And it's great, invigorating to my mind and to my heart and to my soul. I'm not sure why we lost track for 25 years. I don't know why that happened. Sometimes I can figure things out like that. In this case, I don't know. I haven't tried so hard to figure that out. Because it's not relevant. We're connected now. Because I wanted to, because I had wanted to, and when the time was right, it came back. We came back into each other's lives, and now we are good friends again. And so I'm saying to you, no one has to leave your life. You don't have to completely forget your past to be in the moment now. Okay? All time exists at the same time. Being in the moment now is about understanding that. We'll talk more about that later. I don't want to get off on another tangent right now, but the point is, don't put yourself under so many constraints. There are so many people out there telling you every day, well, you need to do this. You got to let go. You got to leave that person behind or that of this person behind or that job behind or whatever. Sometimes letting go is simply letting go, like <laughs> make a fist and tighten it up as tight as you can. 
or better yet, go wrap your hand around a post somewhere or a tree and hold on to it, like grab it and hold on as tight as you can and just don't let go. Now start to realize as you do that, do it as long as you possibly can and realize how much your hand starts to cramp up or hurt or something. It's just, it's just, it's just wrong. You're just holding on. Just open your hand. Let things be what they are. Don't try so hard. Just be. It's not always so much about being in this moment. It's a, it's about enjoying life as it comes and it goes and it flows. And sometimes it's about examining the past and looking at the past. Sometimes we're remembering the past with its beauty and its nostalgia. And what's important in those things is to think about why they feel so good. And say, I want to bring more of that into my life. I'm thinking about the future. Let it weave its way around you, however it's going to do it. It's not a perfect process. But the, the most, the greatest unhappiness we all find comes from holding on so tightly to the idea that we need to do things perfectly. That, oh, I must. I must let go. If I don't, I'm hurting myself. Or, I must stop thinking about the past. I must stop thinking about the future. Now, we can think about the past too much and get depressed. We can think about the future too much and develop anxiety, constant anxiety. And any of that is not great. That's where you need to let yourself weave. And that is, we're going to keep working on that, the weaving. But we strap ourselves into the tightest suit possible. So as I said before, creating something, the act of creation, it's expansion, it's love. Create something. You don't have to be good at it. Cook, garden, paint, draw, get some Play-Doh and make stuff. You know, could be anything. Dance, sing, take a nap, <laughs> do something fun. Go just, you don't have to go running. Go run around the park. Take your kids to the park and chase them around. Those are all beautiful things that help us to just be in the flow of life. Listen to the music that makes you feel beautiful in your soul or eases your heart and mind. One of the two. Well, there's many ways, of course. <laughs> just let yourself be you. Not under anyone else's pressure. Not under any of it. Let go of all that. Let go of letting go. Things will be what they are in their own time. They will be what they are in their own time. And it's the right time. You're not preventing something else from happening by not letting go of what is gone. You're processing. It's your process. So do that. Allow it to be. But at the same time, allow new things to come in. So if you're just sitting in that energy, trying to heal or process or whatever, and sometimes you just need that. Sometimes that's the right thing. But if you can allow yourself, allow new things to come in, allow yourself to grow. And I don't mean new things to replace the old thing, per se. It's not a replacement. It's growth. It's expansion. Just be. We'll talk more about all of these things later. There's much to say, much to share. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. This is L. And until next time, please know that I love you with all of my heart and my soul and my being. Have a beautiful day.